teaching today winds up our series on Faith Walker. Let's remind ourselves where we've been so that we can get into our final teaching on Faith Walker. Let's go back, first of all, to Matthew chapter uh, 14 and remind ourselves of what Jesus is doing with his disciples. Jesus has told his disciples, as recorded in 22 through 33 of Matthew 14, that he said, Disciples, I want you to get in the boat and go to the other side. Now, once he did that, he went up on the mountain to pray. You know, he's always going up on a mountain to pray, always off by himself to pray to seek the Father. So that's where he was at, and a storm comes up. storm is in the mountain as well as on the sea. Disciples, the Scripture says that they were straining, trying to get there to the other side because they knew Jesus said, we got to get to the other side. Now, we want to obey Jesus, so we're going to do everything we can to get to the other side. So we're going to work hard at it. We're going to work hard at it. We're going to use every ounce of energy we got. And, uh, well, anyway, Jesus came and saw them struggling, came walking on the water. Now, have you ever seen anybody walk on water before, particularly in the middle of the night? And it would kind of, well, it did with the disciples. It kind of scared them. They thought he was a ghost. But Jesus said, uh, be of good cheer, it's I. Uh, don't be afraid at all. So he was telling them, listen, in the midst of this storm, uh, rejoice. You've got to get out of the fear that you're in. Don't be afraid. You've got to do that. Well, Peter, being the Peter that he is, he's always the one that's going to speak up and say something. He said to Jesus, now, uh, Jesus, if this is you, bid me to come. Well, Jesus said, come. Well, now, <laughs> Peter's got a decision to make. Uh, I, I know I've, I'm a fisherman and I've been in a boat before, but walking on water is not exactly what I had planned to do. But here I go. Uh, Jesus said, come, and I certainly want to obey Jesus. I'm following him. I want to do what he says. And he says, come. So I get out of the boat, and I begin to walk on the water. And I can think of Peter saying, wow, this is something different. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sinking. Then all of a sudden, he begins to look at the waves, feel the storm hitting him. Next thing you know, he gets his eyes off of Jesus, and he begins to sink. Well, praise the Lord. In the midst of him sinking, he cries out. He says this excellent prayer, you know, just all these excellent words and everything. How I many prayed for 10, 15? No, he didn't. Help! Help me! <laughs> That's all he had to say. I mean, he didn't have time to pray anything else. So Jesus reached down, picked him up, and they both walked back into the boat, into the boat, and once they got in the boat, there was calm. Peace. Storm stopped. How did that happen? And, and in the Gospel of John in chapter 6, immediately they were to the other side. You see, 
what we need to do, remind ourselves that we need to obey what Jesus says, get, get in the boat, go to the other side. But sometimes we have to get out of our comfort zone, which is the boat, and begin to do something maybe we haven't done before, and to walk by faith towards Jesus. And there he is. If he had kept his eyes on Jesus, he could have walked all the way. But he didn't do that. Unbelief entered, but Jesus was right there to save him. Now, what is faith all about? How can... Well, we know what the definition is in Hebrews 11.1. 1, so faith is the substance, the realizations of the thing hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Oh, that's a good definition. That's great. Uh, now, now what? Well, <laughs> we've got to put it into practice. You can't just say, well, I've got faith, which you do have faith, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Everyone has a measure of faith. So what are you going to do with it? What, why is it so important to have faith? That's what we're going to look at today from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Let's read that and get into it. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Without faith it is impossible to please God. Now, that word without is not saying, well, I've, you know, I got faith, but I'm just not acting on it. You know, I'm, well, you either word without means you're in faith or you're out of faith. You're either walking in faith or you're not in faith. You're either inside of faith or you're outside of it. That's what it means, that without. You're outside of something or inside of something. So, you can't be both places at the same time. I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you right now inside this building. Well, I'm not outside. I'm not out there. I'm in here. I can't be both places at the same time. So therefore, I am in where God wants me to be. And God says, without, if you're outside of faith, guess what? It's not going to please God. Not going to please Him. Isn't that our desire to please our Heavenly Father? I mean... Certainly is. I, I, I have four children growing up in my household, and I love them. I love them, and I would tell them to do something, and they had a choice to obey or not to obey. Well, if they obeyed, I, I love them. If they don't obey, I still love them. But what pleases me the most when they obey and don't fuss about it, just go ahead and do it? You see, that's what our Heavenly Father is looking for, is for us to obey what He says to do in faith and do it. And do it. Not questioning what He said. Not trying to figure out what He said. Why is He telling me to do this? No, that shouldn't be the question. Just do it. Just do it. Trusting in Him. I have my faith towards my God, and I'm going to do what He says. So we need to come to God in faith just as Peter was doing. He started out that way. 
They got out of the boat and began to walk by faith. Now, what does it say here? Without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is. That He is who He says He is. We must know who God is. We must believe that He is everything He says He is in the Word of God. His name describes Him like Jehovah Rapha, He's our healer. Jehovah Jireh, He's our provider. Jehovah Shammah, He's our presence and so forth. You know, everything in His name describes who He is. That's what He wants us to know, who He is. Not what He can do, but who He is. It didn't say, now, uh, you must uh, believe that He can uh, help you in every kind of situation. No, He didn't say that. Believe, come to God. That's the second thing you need to do. You need to come to God. Come to God. Come to Him. He wants us to come to Him. Not anybody else. Not anything else. Now, God may direct you to go to a certain individual or a certain place, but He wants us to come to Him. Uh, My father, when I was growing up, he loved me tremendously. I didn't always do things right, but he still loved me. And I was sitting on my bed one time, and he came up the stairs where I was uh, sleeping, uh, where I was my room. And he 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 made a room for me in particular. It used to be an attic, but it was a elaborate room. I even had a pool table up there. <laughs> Hallelujah! But he would come, sit on the bed, and say, "Son, what's wrong?" See, he knew me. All he wanted me to do was to come to him. He didn't want me to sit up there troubled. He wanted me to come to him. Instead, he came to me. You see, we if we are walking in faith and we want to please God, we'll come to him and we'll believe that he is who he says he is. That's all he's ever wanted. Now, when we do that, we need to believe that he will bless us. Uh-huh. That's what it says. If, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. A rewarder. Now, you may not understand this, but from the Greek language, the word rewarder can be translated paymaster. What? Paymaster. Uh, how many of you got a job? Uh, yeah, well, I got a job. I'm, I'm temporarily, uh, I'm a part-time pastor. And guess what? I get paid for that job, okay? I, I'm faithful to, to do the job. I follow through and everything, and I get paid. Well, God is a rewarder of those who walk in faith. He's our paymaster. Can you believe that? In other words, He has rewards for us when we walk in faith. Uh, do you want to get rewarded? That's what this teaching is all about. Faith brings rewards. Get that in your mind. You're not working for rewards, but faith will bring rewards. You're out to obey God in faith to please Him, and when you do, he has rewards set up for you. That's great. 
He has everything that you're going to ever need when you begin to walk in faith and stay in that faith completely until you've completed exactly what he wants you to do or what you're believing for. He has the rewards. He is our paymaster. Ah, you never thought that would be true, would you? Well, yes, he will pay you. He will reward you for walking in faith. Now, the thing of it is, though, it doesn't say that uh, just just come to me and uh, we'll talk about it and then I'll reward you. No, it didn't say that, did it? It says that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. No, that's not even what it says either. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you, go through some definitions here because it's important to understand what the Greek language is saying when it says, diligently seek him. First of all, number one definition, zealously seek for something with all of one's heart, strength, and might. Be zealous to go after something that you are desiring in your life with everything that you got, you've everything you, you've, you've applied it you totally in your spirit and your, your strength and your might, everything that you got, you're going after completely. I know at night sometimes I'd walk the floor and say, Jesus, I want to be like you. Jesus, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. I don't want to be like anything else. I don't want to be like Frank. I want to be like you. I want to do what you do. I want nothing else. I don't want people to see me. I want people to see Jesus. That's all I've ever wanted. And I'm diligently seeking after that, zealously. Everything that I've got, I just sit and just, I can't live without that. That's what it means to diligently seek Him. All right? Second thing it means, one who seeks something so passionately and determinedly that he exhausts all his power in his search. <laughs> yes. I mean, whoo, man, you have given every ounce of energy that you can. You feel like you just wore out from just coming after him and just you just want to, to get to him. You just want to be with him. You want to fellowship with him. You just want to grab hold of him, and he grab hold of you, and you just come so close that you just all wrapped up into each other. You're just passionate about that. Um, oh, oh my gosh! It just I can't live without that in my life. I'm very passionate. What are you passionate about? Well, um, some people come along about September get passionate about something here in Athens called Georgia football. <laughs> and they go haywire over it. And they got to go through every game. They got to be there. They got to scream and holler. To me, I'd much rather sit home and watch it. I can see more. I can be comfortable. But I'm not. if I miss a game, so what? I mean, so what? Passion. That people are passionate about things here on this earth, aren't they? Got to have it. Can't live without it. 
I mean, waiting for the football season to start, talking about it already. No, I'm not passionate about anything. I just want to be passionate about Jesus. I'll watch a football game, but I'm not going to lose heart if I miss it. I'm going to put every ounce of energy I can to stillly seek Him. 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 Hallelujah. Alright? The Greek word also gives the idea of being hardworking, attentive, busy, constant, and persistent on one's devotion to what he or she is doing. In other words, I'm going to work hard at it. I'm going to pay attention to what I'm trying to do and seeking Him. I'm going to be busy at it. I'm going to continue with it, persist at it completely until it gets done. I'm not going to slack off. I am determined that I'm going to reach Him. You know what? I'll be honest with you. There are times when I would walk the floor in my bedroom and I'd say, Jesus, uh, would you mind just showing up right here? <laughs> you know, stand in front of me. Uh, I've never had a physical revelation of Him in the room. But I know at times He's there. Mm. Because I've still sought Him and I know His presence. And I just can consume in that presence. And guess what? When that happens, I can lie down and rest and go to sleep because I'm resting in Him. You see, that's what it's all about. It's not that I'm asking for Him for anything. I'm just after Him. I'm just coming after Him with every ounce of breath I can muster up. Man, I... Ah, I mean, I, I've been, uh, oh, let's see, yeah, yeah, been saved for, well, for 47 years this, this month. I'm getting stronger at just wanting to be with Him. I mean, I just don't want anything else to hinder that. That's what it means to diligently seek Him. You're not going to stop me. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you say. I'm going after Him. Now it says, if I diligently seek Him, I'll find Him. Uh, over in Matthew chapter 7, and that's what Jesus was talking about. Matthew chapter 7, it says, let's see, verses 7 and 8, asked, and I, it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. He said, now, you seek. You seek, and you're going to find. You're going to find me. You're going to find me for sure. If you diligently seek after Jesus, you'll find him. You did. In other words, my desire is just to sit down with Jesus. That's it. Just to be in His presence. Just to be there in His presence. 
That's all. That's all. I got everything I need. I just want to be in His presence. And that's what He's saying. If you do that now, diligently seek Him, you'll be rewarded. Mercy. My reward will be sitting down with Him. That's my reward. What would be yours? Well, let's let's look at uh, an interpretation here. Putting all this together, let's look at uh, looking at Hebrews eleven six again. God is a rewarder of those who put all their heart, strength, and might into seeking Him. I got to emphasize that again. Seeking Him did not say that. I am to seek Him for what He can do for me. No, that's not what it said. Seeking Him. I'm going to put all my heart, strength, and might into seeking Him. Those who are so committed in their search that they are willing to exhaust all their normal powers in their search for Him, they are the ones who will find what they are seeking. Hmm. So, what are you seeking? You're seeking an answer? Seek Jesus. You're seeking a need being met? Seek Jesus. You're seeking to solve a problem in your life or a family or a business? Seek Jesus. Seek Him. Man, don't come cry out, I need this, Lord. I don't want to have this. i got to have this. Come on, Lord, please. When are you going to do it? Seek Him. Seek Him. Now, I'm going to end up on one verse here, and that's in um, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Very important. That's all we've talked about. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. (laughs) Do not cast away your confidence. What is that? Your assurance. Your assurance that you can seek Him, that you can come after Him, that He will be a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Don't cast that away, that assurance. Don't cast that uh, boldness away. Did you know you already have boldness? Yeah. Well, that's what God said in um, Ephesians chapter... Let's see, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12. Yeah. We already got it. Ephesians 12. These pages do stay together, don't they? Oh, that's the Philippians. Hey, that's not Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12. In whom, in Christ Jesus, we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. See, in Christ, I already have the boldness to come seek after Him, and I have the confidence that I can do that through the faith that I have in Him. Mm. <laughs> he does it. I mean, he's, he's already supplied everything. So don't cast that away. The Scripture says, don't cast away that boldness and confidence that you have through faith in Him. Don't do that. Don't cast it away. 
hold tightly to that. Because what do you want to do? You want to seek after Him. So I encourage you to put everything aside, put everything down, put everything that you're thinking about, cast all that care over on God, give it all up, let it go, and just sit down with Jesus and start diligently seeking Him. In other words, Jesus, I want You. I want You more than I want my prayers answered. <laughs> I want You more than I want my needs met. I want You more than I need things in this world. I want You. I want You more than I see I want see results in my church. I want You. I want You. That's all He's asking. But without that faith, it's impossible to please God and we must come to Him believing that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So let me pray for you because this is important. This is something that we're going to need throughout these days the rest of our life. We need to sit with Him. Father, we're going to put everything aside. We're going to cast everything aside right now. It's, it's mudding up the waters. We are not able to, to walk towards our Savior Jesus by faith. The, the, the storm in our life is just too much. We put it aside now. We cast it aside. We know it's there. But Jesus, all we want to do is to see you. All we want to do is to see you. For we know when we see you and sit down with you, we have what we need in our life, calmness. Thank you, Jesus, for being who you are, so faithful to us. In your name, we believe that we receive you right now, your presence. Amen and amen. Mercy.